0: I like to innovate on like current markets and I can come up with interesting innovations. Sometimes I think too big. It's so innovative. You would need way more resources or way more something to be able to do it. So that's something that you you learn. And definitely as an entrepreneur, I sometimes make things more complicated than they need to be.
1: Yeah, that, that that's the danger of us being business partners. We're, we're <laughs> both like this. I'm also thinking very big and like if you think of our last call, we're spinning a lot of crazy ideas <laughs> but i think there's crazy potential in what we do with digistore i think it hasn't even touched its its potential like for me it's not just a reseller platform like a platform for selling digital products and some small physical products i think it can become like a super crazy high-tech infrastructure just like google or amazon or something because in this world nowadays if the world is connected better which it is and we which becomes more and more the opportunities get a lot bigger. And at the same time, smaller companies, they have a hard time to catch up. If someone is starting a business right now, especially for example, online businesses, in some way, at least in Europe, it's a lot harder harder than in the US. As a serial entrepreneur, I'm always trying to evolve. Having great conversations with other high performers is one of the best ways to grow. Not only in business, but also in spirit, health, and relationships. This is Svencast. Listen, grow, repeat. The good thing about licensing deals from looking back from now is, in my opinion, um, there is a lot of things that those guys who originally created the product have figured out and have done right so that you don't have to make those mistakes trying to create your own product. However, the downside of this is if you do that, then you might not have this learning effect. You might not have the learning curve and you might not you know, have, have the lessons learned. What do you think about that? Do you, would you still recommend licensing deals? Um, how do you think about that right now?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I I would still recommend licensing deals to people who are just starting out, uh, if it's the right opportunity, right? I mean, it, it's like you always have to look at kind of your position, your your situation. You know, if if you have a, you know, if you have a a good partner that can help you, if you have a, uh, you know, kind of some different ends you know that that would make the project a little bit easier or or like it seems like it would it would be a good idea then i would say go for it but if you know you're really struggling to do it it's not worth it you know it's so it's it's kind of you know and it, the thing the thing is you you know you don't know what you don't know um, yeah you know when you start so uh yeah i i think Doing anything as an entrepreneur is is great because ultimately you're probably going to fail at it. Um, yeah. Until you're successful, it's kind of rare um, to have success immediately. Um, that's kind of why I liked foreign yeah. licensing because it seemed like, oh, this product is very successful in this market. I just have to translate it, and then it's going to be successful in that market. And I can't say you know that the markets are really like that anymore, but there's still opportunities uh, for for good, you know, licensing deals. So, um, yeah, I would I would recommend it to people, um, you know. But I, I would before that, I would just recommend like, yeah, create your own product, you know, do what you're passionate about, you know. Don't necessarily get stuck in in one uh, model either because. You know, it's it's really about just doing and and uh, you know taking a chance and and don't worry about you know mistakes because you're going to make them and mistakes are very valuable. You know, you learn about them. I mean, uh, I can't tell you how many companies I've set up uh, that have probably been failures, um, but at the same time, I know a lot more than most people because i've made those mistakes
1: can you share some of those mistakes and learnings with us
0: sure um you know we we had a uh i had a product that i developed uh in 2014 um uh, weed was becoming legal in in colorado um Mm -hmm. and uh i wanted to go kind of investigate this new market uh, because it was kind of interesting, um you know, I'm not like a big pot smoker, uh, but uh, you know i yeah, I never I,
1: seen you smoke that
0: yeah i i uh you know i substances like I don't really you know need them, like some people need them, I'm more like, oh, this could be fun because mm-hmm. I'm at a party or something, but I'm not you know really. Somebody who gets like addicted or feels like I have to, you know, smoke or, or, you know, do whatever. You're kind of a health nut. Yeah, I'm kind of a, a health nut. If you, uh, yeah, I definitely grew up being a health nut. Um, but, but yeah, so like in uh, in 2014, I was investigating, you know, the the legal marijuana market in Colorado. Um, cause I had a, you know, I had a friend that, that lived there and we were kind of investigating, um, you know, like what, what could we do in this market? And we looked at licensing, um, a brand, um, uh, we were thinking maybe we license, uh, Jimi Hendrix's brand, uh, for the, mm-hmm. you know, for, uh, you know, to, to do a licensing deal with dispensaries, we license them the brand and we create the packaging and we, Create this brand around it, and then we realized like this is way too hard. There's way too much regulation around it. You know, we're spending like thousands of dollars on lawyers, um, and then the whole, you know, the whole Jimi Hendrix trademark in general is a is a quagmire because um, there's one guy who kind of like licenses artwork of Jimi Hendrix that's associated with his brother. And then there's like Jeannie Hendrix, who is his sister that like actually owns the trademark Jimi Hendrix. And so like, this guy's like licensing this artwork of Jimi Hendrix out, but he doesn't really have the rights, but he kind of does. And then he's always in these legal battles <laughs> with his sister um, over the rights to Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. And so of course, the guy that we were talking to just licensed like the artwork out and you know, it was,
1: <laughs> it's, and he said, no
0: problem. Yeah, just said no, problem. Pay, no problem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and, and luckily we didn't, you know, we, we just wasted time on that. Um, but, uh, but we, we didn't really invest too much, um, there. And then another, another thing that I did create, um, once we noticed that the vaping market was really taking off, um, in Colorado. And I, had a former business partner that sold a lot of e-cigarettes online in Europe, um, and you know that was an interesting market because it was kind of niche and it's um, you know yeah it's it it was it's not very innovative, um, and so in in Colorado you know, these these vaping cartridges um, with you know uh, THC oil in them you know they they were selling like crazy and they were like the product of you know of that year for sure in in that industry. Um and you know this company open vape was really taking off. So we thought, oh, let's, you know, we know this this formulator um who does a lot of natural products, let's create a hundred percent natural vape formula. Um -hmm. and so we did that. Um but then we realized like if we don't have you know, so we, we invested some money. Uh, we had an investor that that kind of invested in it with us. Um, and, you know, we didn't invest a lot of money, but maybe, you know, high five figures on it. Um, and we created this formula that was 100% natural um, that didn't have any propylene glycol on it, which was a uh, like a petroleum-based product. Um, so mm-hmm. it was a cool, innovative product, but we realized that like if we license it out on a mass scale, um, that people would just probably steal it, um, very quickly. Mm. So, you know, it, it just, it wasn't worth going to market with until we had the patent and patents take a long time. And, and so I, I still have the product and I'm about to get three patents on it, but it was just something that like, you know, maybe I could go to market with it next year, but now I'm running Digistore and I don't even want to focus on it. I like to innovate on like current markets and I can come up with interesting innovations, but, uh, sometimes I think too big, like it's, you know, or, or it's too, inno- it's so innovative that like you would, you would need, you know, way more resources or, or way more of something to, to be able to do it. So that's something that you, you learn, like, you know, I, I definitely as an entrepreneur, I, um, sometimes make things more complicated uh, than they need to be.
1: Yeah, that, that that's the danger of us being business partners. We're, we're both <laughs> like this. I, I'm also thinking very big. And uh, like, if you think of our last call, like we were, you know, we were spinning a lot of crazy ideas. <laughs> but I think, you know, we 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 can, you know, I, I think there's crazy potential in what we do with Digistore. Um I think it's, 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 it, it hasn't even touched its, its potential. Like for me, it's not just a reseller platform, like a platform for selling digital products and some small physical products. I think it can become like a super crazy high-tech infrastructure, just like Google or Amazon or something. Because in this world nowadays, um, if the world is... Connected better, which it is, and w- which it becomes more and more. Um, it like like the opportunities get a lot bigger, and, um, and 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 at the same time, smaller companies they have a hard time to catch up. Like if someone is starting a business right now, it's in my opinion, especially for example, online businesses. In some way, at least in Europe, it's a lot harder harder than in the US. For example, because there's so many new regulation around um, GDPR data protections, so much more bureaucracy, and it, the bureaucracy in Europe is skyrocketing. That's why I'm also happy to be in the U.S. market because it's not as regulated as in Europe. Because in Europe, they're like, "Oh, how, how can we destroy businesses with regulations?" It seems like that. It seems <laughs> that they, they have this um, this idea of you know, like overregulating. Anything and everything, and at the same time, um, you know, like allowing certain companies to do pretty much anything they want, just like we talked about, like, uh, you know, uh, in, in like what I what I told you about the vaccine companies that in Switzerland, where I live, uh, the police wouldn't even allow to enter the territory, you know, which is which is kind of an interesting thing. Like you're that there is like, okay, there's a company, and this company is given complete immunity to anything against, you know, any investigation, against anything, which is it's a very funny thing about Switzerland, but it's it's anyway a special country. Um but going back to uh, becoming an entrepreneur and and making mistakes is there like do you have like a top three list of things that people should um, avoid when they start a business nowadays, especially an online business?
0: Um, yeah, I would say definitely being quick to figure out if you're in the right business model. I think mm. looking back, on all the different mistakes I've made, uh, choosing the right business model uh, is pretty much the most important part of being an entrepreneur. Um, and mm. you know, entrepreneurs aren't really—we're not really, especially you know, when we're younger and learning. You know, we're we're not really strategic. Um, we're probably not creating yeah. a business plan. You know, and doing, you know, all the formal things because we're trying to create a product that's innovative or better, or you know, amazing first, you know, we, we need to have something to sell. Um, and I think picking a business model that is, you know, too difficult, um, to, you know, get into is definitely a mistake. A lot of entrepreneurs make, um, and you know, I think another one is not getting started, you know, just, just Mm. consuming too much information. You know, there's, there's so much information out there. So many books you can read, so many courses you can do, uh, so many things, you know, that you can, you can just learn and learn and learn. And I'm all for learning. I'm all for education. Um, you know, not necessarily formal education, but at least educating yourself um, mm. and, but at the same time, you have to actually like take action and do things because, you know, otherwise you're just going to be an academic, um, which is nothing wrong with that. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to create something and do something and sell something. So, yeah, I think, you know, not getting started or, or not, you know, getting a product to market, um, it's also a, another trap entrepreneurs fall in. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think not understanding marketing, um, Mm. is another one, you know, because having a really good understanding of marketing, um, definitely helps you sell products, um, especially online in our industry. Um, you know, you can have a really great product, um, but if you don't have the right copy or you don't have the right message or positioning, then you know, you're not gonna sell many. <laughs> and
1: uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And and I th- I think another thing that people are doing wrong a lot, especially when they're beginners and let's say clueless, is they are focusing on the wrong stuff. You know, they're focusing on. Oh what design should the package have too much or what which logo would we choose too much and yeah. it's it's so hard you know for for some people it's so hard to focus on the things that matter the most but it it's a little bit different what matters in every business, so to speak. So uh, there might be businesses where the logo is really important, especially like, for example, I can imagine if you have like a design company, then people are going to, you know, place a high value on your logo. And probably if you have a cheap logo like Google has, and I'm saying that like, I know that maybe, maybe it's a super sophisticated logo, like from a designer standpoint, but like from my standpoint, it's just like, it's just like, you know, no design you know it's it's a little bit colorful but but that's it so um i think they didn't put much energy into developing a logo as opposed to for example starbucks but um i think it's very easy to focus on the wrong things and to get distracted too much and to worry about too much about you know the instagram page and stuff and in the photos whatever yeah uh, as opposed to you know, trying to figure out, okay, how can I deliver the product in that way I had promised? Things like that. So I, I think this is these are this is like what I hear them like. This is one of the most things I hear where I think, oh, you're you're on the wrong track. And also, the next thing is some people are just not entrepreneurs because being an entrepreneur is like to me is like being a bodybuilder. You you have to be made for that, you know? You have to be okay with constantly being busy with your body and thinking about it all the time, which a bodybuilder would have to do, but also an entrepreneur. Because entrep- being an entrepreneur doesn't really stop ever. It's like when you're taking a vacation, then like, for example, we're going to meet in Mexico. Guess what? what? What are we going to do there course, we're going to talk about business a lot. So most of our conversations, even under, under the sun on, on, at a beach or whatever, are about business. So we're doing that all the time. We're work. We, are, we are working all the time. The best ideas come when you are relaxed, which I think, um, referring to what I earlier said in the conversation, being relaxed is a, is a very, very important thing. In the following episode of Svencast
0: easy to break the rules in Switzerland. I definitely have gotten a few speeding tickets in Switzerland. Like they they kind of enjoy figuring out ways to trick you um, (laughs) into like getting tickets. Yeah, it's, it's it's a very
1: interesting country. They have different languages. They have like a French part, a German part, an Italian part, and each part is so different. You having been in all those places, why did you choose Miami, Florida? If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and never miss an episode of Svencast again.